Hello and welcome to today's episode of Dykelicious. I'm Leah. And I'm Casey. And we are here and we are queer and we are talking to you about Christmas today. Uh, It is. So we have a very interesting lineup. So today we're going to be speaking to you about how we feel about Christmas, what kind of things we get up to, the traditions that we have. A chosen family is another very important topic for today how to deal with Christmas in big groups, whether that's family or just gatherings of friends, et cetera, et cetera. And we'll also give you some very nice Christmas movies uh, that we highly recommend. Very lesbian-friendly, queer-friendly Christmas-themed films. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we start with that, Casey, how gay was your day or your week? Well, my... I'm going to say my day has started out very gay. Um, I recently ordered online from my favorite Australian pajama maker, Peter Alexander, some (laughs) uh, super soft pajamas. And I also ordered a matching pair for my girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Not sponsored, but Peter, babes, come on. Give me some pajamas. <laughs> I would. I actually have been. I can second that. I've been looking at the pajamas all morning, and they look very, uh, very nice. So oh, they're like so cozy. Well. There's like, it's a special fabric that um, wicks away all the sweat. Does which, it? Yeah. Hmm. So I mean, not that I'm. I no, actually, let's be honest. I'm a bit of a sweaty person when I'm stressed, <laughs> <laughs> and um, but I don't feel sweaty this morning. <laughs> Do you know, I'm so happy to hear that. You know, the worst thing I think about waking up on Christmas is just waking up, thinking about the day ahead and just feeling sweaty from all of the jobs you've got to do. You know, you've got to to cook the dinner. You've got to take charge in opening presents or wrapping presents. You know, it's quite a, it's quite a strenuous task. It's a lot. It's a lot. But look, the thing that made this um, extra gay was that, so I ordered these for my girlfriend as a surprise mm-hmm. so she was working until like 2 a.m last night so she came home and the pajamas were waiting for her she put them on and then she came to bed and I was like I got magic pajamas <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so cute that's such a nice idea hmm. you guys so, both look very cute in them I have I have I have seen them this morning and they yeah they're ready they match and they're <laughs> definitely ready uh so that's fantastic i'm so glad i'm so mm, happy for thank you guys you, thank you uh anything else that you want to add are you gonna have a rest of the gay day or um the rest of the day will be quite gay yes i'm going out for queer drinks tonight tm <laughs> queer drinks sound lovely <laughs> yes and uh yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be my saturday perfect matching pajamas and queer drinks it sounds very nice very mm. very nice indeed Yes. And what about you? How gay was your day slash week? How gay was my day slash week? Um, to be honest, has not been very hasn't been such a gay week. Um Terrible. I yeah, I'm I'm feeling a bit I'm actually a bit upset because I really thought that I was so I've booked basically a uh we're in we're in November right now and mm-hmm. I have booked my ticket back to Paris so that I can actually spend Christmas uh, in Paris with Casey and yeah. we're gonna have a chosen family Christmas this year mm-hmm. which I'm very excited for um but I booked my tickets back on the 26th of November thinking that Delhi Queer Pride was going to be on the 25th 
and mm -hmm. so I fucked up because it's actually on the 26th and I don't think I'm going to have time to go for it so I'm very very <sighs> upset definitely. about that so it's been a, an upsetting gay week but I did um I did wake up next to my girlfriend and we did read the morning paper together and <laughs> we laid in and had a bit of a gay morning so that was nice and then I've spoken to you guys so it has been quite a gay day I have to say Okay, that's good. You've redeemed yourself on the Saturday. Just trying, just trying. Yeah. So now that we've got the gay days out of the way, I feel like we should also ask the listeners, hmm. how gay have your days been? Um, how gay is your holiday season going to be? Are you going to watch any gay or queer Christmas movies? What are you mm -hmm. doing? What are you up to? Send us pictures, send us videos, send us voice notes, send us everything, <laughs> because we want to know what you guys are doing. And we also just hope that your that your holiday season is filled of queerness and lots of love and happiness. Um, and on that note, mm -hmm. Casey, how do you feel about Christmas? Uh, Christmas used to be my favourite time of the year. Um, mm -hmm. It's so, uh, I just, I really love the Christmas vibes um, of like, preparing for Christmas, all the build-up, the anticipation, watching Christmas movies, um, decorating the tree, shopping for gifts, this kind of thing. I love, I I just love all the vibes. Good. Um, yeah. Very yeah, that's, nice that's vibes. my feelings about Christmas. They're quite good. Christmas is a good one. Christmas is a nice, I think Christmas is just nice because everybody, at least in my family, I always felt growing up that everything everybody just has to be happy like you cannot be grumpy on Christmas and so if you are grumpy people will just bombard you with things to try to make you happy like mm -hmm. oh you're not happy try this pig in a blanket oh you're not happy here's a present oh you're not happy let's turn this film on you know like, you have to be happy it's Christmas like you don't there's no fucking excuse for you not to be there's happy there's no yeah That's unless nice. obviously yeah but there's yeah there's no excuse um so, I mean, yeah, I guess I feel kind of similar. I, I love Christmas so much. In England, it's always very cold. So it it's, feels like a proper Christmas of how they display it in the movies and blah, 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 mm. blah. Maybe mm. without, without the snow. But it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a, a really nice, I've got some really nice memories of Christmas from when I was younger and stuff. And I, I think that that's kind of just crept in over the, since I've been an adult, even if yeah. I'm not spending it with my family. Mm. So it's yeah, nice. Nice, nice. nice. And how do you feel about being around your family at Christmas? These days, it's not very, not really a great experience. Like, since I came out, I think I had two Christmases with my family and, no, actually just one. And it was a Christmas where they adamantly refused to let my partner of three years come to celebrate with us. So it was quite a difficult day. It was quite a difficult lead up to that Christmas with the anticipation of, like it was the Christmas just before I left Australia. And so I also didn't want to miss that family Christmas because yeah. it was going to be the last one in a while. But then it meant that my partner spent like that day by herself. It was just like an entirely shit experience. Um, and since then I haven't spent Christmas with my family. That was four years ago. Um, but I have spent a lot of Christmases with other families. My, um, my ex's family was extremely welcoming and they had 
delicious French Christmases that lasted for seven hours. <laughs> um, and I've also spent a Christmas with you and your family. Yeah, and that so was fantastic. Um, so I guess the last two years, my the family that I spend Christmas with is a chosen family where I like find other people to be nice to me. <laughs> no, but do you know what? You're impossible not to be nice to. So whoever has you in their Christmas has a, has a, they're very lucky to spend Christmas with you. It's as simple as that. Thank you. That's very nice. No, it's true. We were honestly, when we had a, it was so nice having you for, for family Christmas. Um, I guess it's kind of similar for me, like recently. Um, so my, one of my um, immediate family members uh, passed away uh, a few years ago. And since then mm -hmm. it has been quite a tough time to spend Christmas with my family. You know, like it's, it's a time and I think we're going to speak about it a little bit later uh, in mm. maybe a bit more detail um, of like, yeah, the, the concept of losing a loved one over Christmas or how mm. you deal with that over Christmas, because obviously it's very family oriented. Mm. Um, but it is, it just feels so different. And so having you last year was just so nice because we had like, this extra energy that was just super happy and excited. And it, it was just really nice for everybody just to have you there. So we were really, really happy. Um, I'm really grateful to have you there. So thank you for coming. Thank you. I was especially grateful to add the um, King's speech to, to my Christmas <laughs> traditions. I'm very excited about this. Of course. of course. I don't know where you were at that time, but I ended up watching the speech with your mum and dad and it was really nice. <laughs> really? Yeah, you were, I think you were, you were in a different room. But anyway, it was just, um, it was just nice because I think the th the special thing about Christmas for me is that you have traditions, like it's a day mm -hmm. where the same thing happens every year, essentially, and you know what you're going to have. You probably know what you're going to eat. Yeah. Um, and it's, there's something so reassuring about having those kind of, those traditions. Yeah, it's like, it's a day that does not change. So like, yeah. I mean, yeah, for us, it's we've had the same traditions since, I mean, as far ago as I can remember. But like, mm. yeah, we wake up, we know what we're going to eat. We know exactly how the day is going. And it's kind of just mm. a day where you can relax because you know that those things are already in preparation or have been in preparation. You know, like the turkey is going to yeah. be out at two o'clock. This <laughs> is going to happen then. Then we're going to eat this. Then we're going to eat that. Then this, 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 this. And it's, yeah, I guess it's just a a time where you can just kind of relax and just know that everything is taken care of mm. at least for me when I'm when mm. I'm at home yeah. um but yeah nice I mean I'm I'm glad I'm and we're also spending this Christmas together so yes we are we'll probably be listening to this around Christmas together <laughs> and uh just yeah I mean I'm gonna be very grateful I'm I'm really excited actually to it's it's gonna be the first Christmas for a while that I haven't celebrated with my family and I'm no offense to them. I'm actually just very excited to have something different happen and to like experience it with my chosen family as well. So yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be nice. Mm, it's excited. gonna be excited. I'm a yeah, little bit nervous. It's my first time hosting Christmas. So I have to start practicing how to roast a lamb like my mom does. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fine. We can work it out together and I can bring the, the gravy. Okay, perfect. Good. All right, all right. Very good. Team it. <laughs> For sure, for sure. Um, and so we have obviously just brought up uh, the word 
or the phrase chosen family, um, mm -hmm. which do you want to maybe give a brief description of what that is? Sure. We found a, a explanation that we really liked from a queer ethnography resource, which is called Queer Queer Is. And they define a chosen family as a group of individuals who deliberately choose one another to play significant roles in each other's lives, which I think is a really, really nice, it's a really, it's a really nice concept. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because there's so much, whenever you go through some kind of family estrangement or your family situation changes, I think the thing that really strikes you the most is that you didn't choose these people to start with. You're just connected from some like random, random circumstances. Um, and just because you're part of the family doesn't mean that it's going to be forever unconditional, perfect love. So the whole point of having a chosen family is that you choose these people, you're going to treat them the way that you want to be treated and you, I think, kind of expect them to treat you a nice way as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and sometimes I think it can be even more it can feel even more like they're people that you can rely on because you trust these people. You've chosen them, they've chosen you. Yeah, like and, it's a mutual um, choosing. Yeah. And it's like, I think that, I mean, one of the things for me with like with regards to chosen family and stuff is just like you have this connection with these people that has nothing to do with like blood or anything like that or mm. you have to, like there's no pressure on you having to love these people or to invite these people into your lives or anything like that. And so the fact that you just gel and you get on so well and your energies really match and mm. there are people that have maybe been through similar things to you that, that you could just, you can all be on the same level, you know, there's not mm. I'm better than you or anything like that or like you can have like these really tough, um, family kind of hierarchies and stuff like that. So it's mm. it's just so nice just to have like equality in a yeah. sense as well. And just to know like, yeah, we're all here because we've all chosen each other mm. and not because we really, like because we're forced to be here because it's Christmas and that's what you do on Christmas is you're with your family. So yeah, um, I think, yeah, I, I agree 100% that it can be even more impactful than spending time or Christmas or a special occasion with your actual family. Um, mm. That's obviously not taking away the moments that you do spend with your family. And it's not necessarily for, you know, because a lot of people I think could be feeling like if you do have a chosen family, then what about my family? You know, are they going to feel left out? Are they going to feel whatever, which, I mean, I guess that I kind of have this year because I have my family at home that, I mean, I've, I've pretty much spent every single Christmas with them bar one. Mm -hmm. um, or at least I have been there for the majority of it or whatever. Um, and so this year I was very quick to say, actually, I'm not spending Christmas with you guys. I'll see you around that time, but I'm not mm -hmm. going to spend Christmas with you. I'm going to spend Christmas with um, Casey and with uh, her girlfriend and mm -hmm. it's going to be really nice and I'm really excited, you know, and I left mm -hmm. them no room to even whatever. Um, but there was a tiny part of me that was like, oh, how are they going to take this? Are they going to be upset that I don't want to spend Christmas with them? Are they going to be like this? Are they going to be like that? But actually, mm -hmm. it's 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 not that I don't want to spend Christmas with them. I just want something to change and I want to be around people that I want to be around. 
you know, mm. as opposed to I feel like I have to be around. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think I think sometimes it's nice to experience something different as well, especially yeah. as an adult, you know, like you do need to go through a process of making your own traditions and um, building your own life that's not just doing what your parents do. Yeah, and I think it is also like setting boundaries. I mean, I'm hoping mm. it's setting boundaries because I'm trying to work on setting boundaries. So uh -huh, uh -huh. if this counts, then it means I'm doing a pretty good job. <laughs> <laughs> At least. Okay. Casey, for example, when you're around um, the dinner table and, I don't know, let's say, for example, there's some sort of question or statement about a very hot topic um, or a very controversial topic uh, comes up that maybe refers to you or maybe doesn't, I don't know. Um, how would you react to something like that? So I think um, ultimately it really is, it depends on the situation. It depends on the topic. It depends on how you're feeling that day. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, we're talking a lot about Christmas today because that's the theme and that's that. that. Um, but families gather in many different situations throughout the year and um, it can, like, you can have the same situation in terms of like a hot topic around the dinner table. And do you want to take the bait? Do you want to engage in a difficult conversation or do you want to just enjoy the day? Mm -hmm. um, so it really depends on circumstances. And I think in the past I've gone through a lot of phases. Like I was an extremely argumentative teenager <laughs> um, and I do have a reputation in my family for being the one that, um the gobby one starts the arguments <laughs> I have, it's funny actually because I have the same reputation <laughs> um but I've also learned from experience that no matter how much you scream and shout it doesn't change people's opinions mm -hmm. yeah not that I screamed and shout all the time just you're valid honey you're valid <laughs> don't worry um but I think uh like, actually, I went, so I've been home for, to Australia twice this year. Once was in January. And um, it was, like, the first time that I'd been back since I left France. So it was the first time in three years that I saw my family in real life. Mm. And, um, like, there was a lot of different, there was a lot of circumstances going on and people were generally happy to see me and it was a good time. Mm. And um, at some point we were having a family lunch and I can't even remember what we were talking about, but my older brother was making a comment and I said something and he's like, oh, Casey, you always have something to say. You're always, you're always offering alternative viewpoints. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, it wasn't like, it wasn't anything hurtful or controversial or anything, but it just, um, I think it kind of pulled me up in a way of like, I don't know. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny that they see me like that still, but mm. but maybe sometimes I do need to calm down a little bit. But I think I think I mean I think the other thing is is like when you're in those kind of situations, especially with like immediate family that you you know that you know inside out and you can act however you want or whatever. Mm. Has it just gives you like. I don't know I think for me at least because I feel like when I'm with my family who I don't mm. see all the time 
I'm almost mm -hmm. a different person and I find myself slipping back into habits that I fucking hate about myself. <laughs> One of the things like that my older brother used to say to me so much, he's like, oh, you're like, what is it? You're so selfish and things like this. And then I would argue with him and be like, how the fuck am I selfish? <laughs> you know, and I don't do that in with any of my friends, you know, if somebody would call mm. me selfish, I'd be like, oh, fuck, I really need to like, um, I need to like look in into myself and do some introspective work and figure out if I really am like that and how I don't want to be like that, you know, and, and look at it properly. But when he says mm. it, I'm like, no, fuck you. How am I? <laughs> you know, like I just start the argument. Um, so I, I get what you mean, like, and it's hard, but I feel like, yeah, when we're more comfortable, we just, we have these kind of relationships that have, been there for so long and because mm. the trust is there and the whatever and like mm. yeah you just you slip back into these old things like I'm sure you've changed so much since you've left uh, Australia and yet yeah. still I mean did you find yourself like when you went back like slipping into these old like things even if it was just like a tiny little bit sometimes yeah it was really hard to not be ah, in your case. it's so hard man it's such a challenge yeah I think that's one of the hardest parts about Christmas actually is like me not arguing for sure because now I'm mm -hmm. like I've I, I had a voice when I was younger okay mm. then I left it's been like uh nearly eight years since I left yeah. and I'm a totally obviously I'm an adult now I'm a totally different person I've learned a lot like I've figured out where I fit into society etc etc and now I'm like super argumentative and like political or I'm like really uh, interested in current events and stuff. And so I would just argue and argue and argue. And I'm really mm. trying to like, like retract and like, be like, okay, just chill out. You know, like these people don't want to hear this. This isn't like, <laughs> read the room, you know, basically. Um, yeah. But it's, uh, I think it's just something that like takes a little bit of time of getting used to. It's just the first day or so. It's just like, hi this doesn't feel like my house anymore but hi yeah 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 and by day three i'm like fuck you why are you doing this that's wrong this is wrong blah blah blah, blah, blah. that's not how you make a good cup of tea blah, 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 blah. oh yeah yeah the, the age-old arguments yeah the age-old arguments yeah the other thing i did want to say about the taking up a debate around the table is like we were mm. joking around you know maybe we have argumentative argumentative tendencies but when it comes to really personal topics like dealing with homophobia or anything like that sometimes i think it's good to remember that it's not always worth arguing the point or like reacting so much i think it can be a really hard line to walk when you're the only queer person around a homophobic table yeah for, like I say that because I've been in situations where maybe not Christmas or but I've been at family lunches or dinners and decided not to say anything or to hide or tone down certain parts of myself mm -hmm. for the sake of being able to enjoy the day. And I think that's something, it's just something also to think about that like it is a very draining part of being on the LGBTQ spectrum that there's so much extra energy that you have to expend and like protecting yourself in these situations and choosing how you're going to respond and second guessing what you're what you're about to say and is it going to start anything or stuff like that mm. and it can really color Christmas a different way um 
Yeah, one hundred percent. I think. I mean, if you are in those kind of situations, I, I have I have been in a couple of situations similar to that myself, and I think that one of the things that just kind of helps me is like just to take myself out of the room or whatever I can or whatever after after the lunch or uh, mm-hmm. at like a good moment and just go and just try and take a breather and take some time for yourself. Maybe call a friend or call somebody that um, that knows the real you and and somebody that you don't have to hide yourself mm-hmm. to. Um, and if not, there are also some charities that do work over the holiday seasons. So we'll put a link in the description. If you don't necessarily have somebody that you can call, uh, there are also those options. Speaking of, tomorrow is a very big uh, season, like a holiday season in India. It's called Diwali. It's the Festival of mm. Lights. So it's a very big thing. And I have never celebrated it before because I've never been in India for Diwali. So me and my girlfriend have been invited to one of my best friend's family houses to celebrate with them because mm-hmm. Diwali is very much Diwali is a very family oriented um season and like holiday or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we basically they light candles all together, they do pujas for the house, like prayers and everything, and then they basically mm-hmm. like let the light in and, and it's all about like light and good over evil and stuff. Mm-hmm. So We've been invited. However, my friend's parents are not aware that, first of all, that I am a lesbian, that Sophie is a lesbian, or that we are together. Okay, so we've both met um, my friend's parents before. I stayed with them for a week the last time that I was here, and they're so kind and so lovely, but they're also quite traditional. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I don't want to obviously make my friend uncomfortable or make the day uncomfortable. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. mention it to them now. Oh, hey, by the way, me <laughs> and this girl are together. Um, yeah. So this is going to be an interesting thing for me because I haven't really been around like a celebration or like a seasonal celebration where I've had to pretend for a very, very long time. Where I've had to pretend that, first of all, I, I mean, I'm probably not going to have to pretend that I'm not gay, but I'm not obviously mm. going to be my usual self making queer <laughs> jokes left, right, and center. Um, uh-huh. But also just like not touching my girlfriend at all, like no hand holding, no little kisses here and there, or whatever is going to be really mm. tough. Mm. Um, and so it's kind of a like, it's kind of something that we are going to have to hide at the same time. And I was wondering if I if I was going to bring this up, but I think that it is quite relevant because um, I have had people come to my house in the past or like have been invited to family like celebrations and stuff where I've had to pretend where we're not together or something like that. And mm. I think for some people, they could see it in the sense of like, you're hiding yourself. Why are you doing that? You know, mm. why do you, why do you have to hide yourself? Why can't you just be all out and whatever? And mm-hmm. I mean, for me, the way that I'm kind of looking at this situation is it's not anything that's going to affect the holiday or the season at all. It's mm-hmm. not going to change their lives necessarily if mm-hmm. I tell them right now or if I don't, you know, like okay. the time can wait. It's not going to be a big deal. It's not like it's Valentine's Day and we can be like hugging and holding hands and full of love and whatever. Like there's no mm-hmm. romance going to be spoken about at all. So I mean, I guess I can justify it like that, but I also mean, you know, like if you can spend time with your loved ones and even if it's not 
I mean, it's kind of similar to the plot of Happiest Season, you know. I just wanted to say, like, it's not the... I don't really know where I was going with that. I guess, yeah, it's such a fine line to walk and there's so much nuance and there's so much, like, it It kind of, um, like, it feeds off what I was saying before of, like, there's so much extra thinking that you need to do of, like, mm-hmm. am I even justifying to yourself, like, if I'm not saying anything, am I hiding myself? Am I being my true authentic self? Yeah. But there's also, there's also a level of respect. Like you're going to this family's house. It is kind of like the right thing to do to respect their traditions and their beliefs and, and not arrive and start anything unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think at the end of the day, it's important to remember, like, whatever you choose to do is, is valid. Like, 100%. it's not your job as a queer person to go around re-educating everybody at every chance. You're allowed to just enjoy a holiday moment with mm-hmm. other people, like, in the traditional way. It's okay. Speaking of traditions... Mm-hmm. What are your favourite, because obviously, I mean, you saw last year when you had Christmas with the Haworths, mm-hmm. what are your favourite traditions uh, from Christmas in Australia? Because they're obviously very different to how we celebrate in the UK. It's the opposite kind of season. It's, yeah, just it's super different, I think. Yeah. As a cradle Catholic, Christmas for me is a very religious affair. Oh, I'm sure um, it is. And not necessarily in a bad way. I want to say that up front, like Catholicism is homophobic, full stop. But the fact of like people who practice religion and are like are into that kind of thing, there's nothing wrong with that. I want to say that up front. Like I don't. That makes it sound like it's a kink. (laughs) If you're into that kind of thing. Everybody's got their own kind of. uh... I think it just really sounded like a kink song. (laughs) <laughs> I just want to say that because I think it's easy to to kind of write it off as like all religious people are stupid and disrespectful or homophobic or whatever mm. but that's not the message that I want to say because I personally receive a lot of comments like that as soon as I tell somebody that I have a Catholic background they're like oh my god your family must be crazy or like oh I know another Christian family they're super traditional like they're super yeah. conservative they're like, they like they categorize super people all together and then it's it's, it's always, yeah, active. all that to say. So the traditions for my Christmas would usually start at the beginning of December for like the advent, mm-hmm. so like the three weeks before Christmas. We have, there's a like a candle lighting thing that we do once a week and obviously we pray. But there's also the night before Christmas, Christmas Eve, we have a mass that starts at midnight that kind of, opens the ceremony and Mm -hmm. it's one of my favorite um times of the year for that moment when you're like awake in the middle of the night and you're all like sweating through a 38 degree night or something (laughs) and it's like I remember we used to come home from mass and my older brother would always be like oh my god I just saw Santa flying through the sky (laughs) (laughs) and um we all have to go to bed and then my mum stays up late and like puts little cups of chocolates at the end of everybody's bed and and then we wake up in the morning and my parents are arguing about how long the lamb is supposed to be in the barbecue for. (laughs) 
Oh, it's lamb. This is lamb this is an important tradition. My dad has custom built his barbecue so that he can roast the lamb on the barbecue. So has he really? Uh, that's very it's impressive. quite impressive. He takes it very seriously, um, you know what I mean? And yeah, coming from a big family, we used to have afternoons that were just like lunchtime and then three hours of opening gifts and exchanging gifts and everything. And um, yeah, I think the traditions for me, it, it translates to like a moment where you appreciate the people around you, like everybody contributes something to the dinner table and um and also the gifts mean that some like people have taken the time to think about each other and like what does this person like and mm-hmm. um this kind of thing so those are those are the traditional memories of christmas for me that i um appreciate what about you what are your well, I mean, I think it... favorite family traditions so usually uh my mum will send me like an advent calendar a chocolate one wherever I am okay so basically an advent calendar is like something you open one a day for like the entire month running up to the 24th and then you don't get one on the 25th because it's Christmas um Mm -hmm. in the in the last couple of years I have had to remind Mandy to send me one and I do still want one uh because she still buys my brother and sister one who live (laughs) in England I mean the day that I have to start buying my own, I'm going to be very upset. Anyway, so then uh, I have also tried to start this little tradition of going to midnight mass with my mum and my older brother because my sister is not really interested. Like she's probably going to be in bed by midnight anyway. Um, and my mm-hmm. dad will be at the pub. So normally it's me, my mum and my uh, older brother that mm-hmm. go to midnight mass and we are not such a religious family but i mean we are kind of we are all christians and so we are semi-religious if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. we believe that something's there we're not super like ritualistic about everything um Mm -hmm. and so most of the time like my mom has already been out at the pub by the time we go to midnight mass (laughs) so she will meet us directly at the church from the pub so she'll be a little bit tipsy (laughs) And then me and uh-huh. her will be sat in church and we'll just be giggling. <laughs> there was there was one time like a couple of years ago, okay, we went to Midnight Mass and uh-huh. so the vicar was obviously doing like um like after having given out like the bread and the wine. Um the bread like the wine needs to be finished. You can't leave this holy blood of Christ in the glass. And Correct. so she yeah. downed the glass. And we found it so funny. We were sat there and we were just like, we could not stop. And we had my brother like hitting us both on the leg, like, stop it. <laughs> like, he was getting so upset. And he was just like, stop. Like, we're in the middle of church. Like, stop this now. And we just couldn't help it. We were laughing. And so, like, it continued like that for like all of it. But it was very funny in the moment. Um, <laughs> and so. Yeah, so that's like the tradition of the evening before and then Christmas Day we celebrate, so 25th. Um, we normally wake up at like 10 or 11 and then my dad and my mum are already cooking breakfast and have the turkey in the oven and mm-hmm. this, that, whatever. And then we go down and we're just hungry. We want coffee, we want this. And it's just a really, really, really chill day. Um, mm. But it is it is a really hard time actually for us because um, we like lost my little brother uh four years ago 
And so a lot of the traditions mm -hmm. that we had before have stopped because a lot of them were to do with him. You know, like he would come and wake me up in the morning at like seven o'clock and be so excited about presents and the fact that Santa had been, even he knew it wasn't Santa. And so we would mm -hmm. like, he would come into my room, sit on my bed and we'd open the presents together. And it would be really like, and then since, obviously since he died, like I've been really upset that, like, I mean, the first Christmas I think was the hardest just to know that that's what was missing. And it didn't really feel like Christmas um, yeah. after that, you know, like it didn't feel like the traditional Christmas that I was used to having or that we had as a family or whatever. And so I think that that's mm. also something that, you know, like there's a lot of people that have lost people during like in the over the course of the years and stuff. And so Christmas is a very different time when those people are no longer um, a part of the Christmas, especially, mm. you know, because right? it's, it's so family oriented that, mm. you know, like you can feel the difference and you can feel that there's something that's not there um, that you're mm -hmm. so used to having. And it's, it is a really tough time. And so just a little reminder out there to everybody, just take it easy and like be easy on yourselves. Like it is a really difficult thing to deal with when you've lost people the thing that I guess I've learned from this and that I can take away is that yes of course things are changing now because the traditions are not exactly the same and it's you know there aren't people there that I would like to be there um, mm -hmm. and so it's just about kind of finding your own rhythm and finding another way to celebrate Christmas without um, like focusing on all of the other things you know you can bring new traditions in you can really mm -hmm. understand like the point of Christmas is you're with these, but you're surrounded by these people now. And mm -hmm. one day you might not be surrounded by them. And so just make the most of it and just be happy with the fact that, you know, they're there. And whether that's your family or whether that's your chosen family, like your immediate family or your chosen family, like it's the same thing, mm -hmm. you know, like Christmas is it, or like mainly Christmas is, is the time for like giving and also just being really grateful to have these people around you and to have like, love and happiness and laughter in your life so mm. um yeah i don't know yeah it's really beautiful thank you for sharing that my pleasure it is a moment to appreciate the people that are there with you and are special to you in in their own different ways 100 percent. Yeah. And you're very special to me, Leah. I'm so glad that you're coming to Paris to spend Christmas with me. You know what, I'm, I was so happy that you invited me, honestly. And there is no way that I ever would have said no. Like, I'm 100%, <laughs> wherever I was, I was going to be there with you. Um, so I'm really, really grateful that you asked me. And, I'm, and I couldn't think of, of anyone better to spend it with. It's just a shame that it's our beautiful. producer will not be there. She will be in spirit. In spirit. We'll see her afterwards. And on a phone call. Yes, we're going to have a phone call. Yes. Another important Christmas tradition for me is um, the films. Obviously, you know, Elf, While You Were Sleeping, all the very straight rom-coms. Oh, yes. Do you, by any chance, know of any well-known lesbian Christmas films? The Happiest Season, which if you guys mm -hmm. haven't seen is, listen, I'm not going to say it's incredible. It's good. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's good because it's... <laughs> It's the only, first of all, it's got Kristen Stewart. And I know that she's controversial. Listen, I like her, mm -hmm. whatever. That's the topic, end of discussion. Um, it's got Kristen Stewart. It's got, um, what's her name? Uh, Clea? Oh, I don't even know. No, no. I what's the really hot one? 
Hold on. She's... Oh, Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. Ah, it's got Aubrey Plaza in. Like, <laughs> if you're not going to watch it for Kristen, watch it for Aubrey because lots of suits. Yes. Oh, la, la. And she's a lawyer or a doctor mm-hmm. or something. Like, she's so fucking hot. Something hot. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And so, basically, it's it's about uh, Kristen going to her girlfriend's family's house for, for Christmas, but her family not knowing that they are together in a couple. Um, and so, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's just, it's a nice... It's nice to have a movie that kind of represents how a queer Christmas could pan out, you know. Um, mm. And although, like, I feel like the the movie doesn't, as with most queer movies, it's not mm-hmm. a happy movie. It can't just be a happy movie. There's always something that brings it down, which there is. We're not going to yeah. lie to you. We're also not going to have mm. any spoilers, um, except mm-hmm. for the one that I just said. Uh, but that's I mean it's a good one if you want to get into a Christmas spirit and like kind of have something that does actually relate to you you know because Mm. I mean Elf or Love Actually or whatever the other fucking Christmas movies are like they in no way represent us at all and like it's just it's not going to be this perfect where boy and girl meet and yeah and they go ice skating and they just happen to fall on top of each other yeah and like everything is just so happy and christmas goes really well and then they get engaged and that's it you know and there's a dog at the end of the movie like and it doesn't work (laughs) like this for queer people in films ever uh Mm -hmm. so don't expect the happiest season to to do that but it is quite a nice movie and it does put like a few things into perspective especially if you're lucky enough to be open enough with your family and stuff like that so uh, mm-hmm. For that reason, I think you should watch uh, The Happiest Season. And Casey, I believe you had another one, no? There is a one with, I mean, she's not very well known, but um, <laughs> <laughs> with an Australian actress called Kate Blanchett. How, I don't know if you've heard of her. <laughs> if you haven't heard of her, stop this episode right now and go and fucking look at her. I don't know. Just look. <laughs> just look and just be mesmerized. <laughs> No, so obviously there's Carol. Um, of course. The ultimate, the ultimate, like, depressing lesbian film. Oh, it's so depressing. To be honest. Do you know what? <laughs> I would have, I would hate this movie if it weren't for Kate Blanchett, to be honest. It's so, so heavy. Um, but, I mean, Patricia, it's written, it's based on a novel written by Patricia Highsmith, who was also, like, incredibly dark, depressed person. So it doesn't make sense. But, um, yeah, I think the first time I watched Carol, obviously I was just mesmerised by Kate. Mm. But um, the more I watch it, the more I just, like, I'm not a fan of Carol. She's so horrible. (laughs) I think I've only watched it, like, twice. Maybe we'll have to have a screening. and uh, We need a Christmas screening. I mean, ultimately it's beautiful. Everybody in the movie is beautiful. It's Christmas. There's gloves. Lost gloves. There's so many gloves. gloves. No? <laughs> the movie is actually, guys, just about gloves. Yeah. So if you really, if you don't like gloves, <laughs> don't watch the movie. Just watch Happier Season. You'll be fine. The true MVP. <laughs> I can't believe that it is what we're basing like... our great Christmas movies on. <laughs> we need an L. But at the end of the day, it's also fantastic that there is like this big lesbian movie around Christmas. It's, it is pretty special. It's true, it's but you know what? it's so depressing. <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, when you're like, when it's, when it's Christmas, you want something that's like uplifting, you know, like elf, 
Like, mm. give me some like Dyke Elf edition. I would, ah, oh, I'd love that. I'd love that. Imagine. Or like the that snowman, so nice. but like the snow dyke, you know, and she's, <laughs> what is she doing? She's like, I'm walking in the That one, you know, like a cartoon or some shit, but with like a queer yeah, we need something. Thing. Give it to us. That's what yes. we want. We're going to start a petition yes. after this episode. This will be my Christmas wish. Yeah. <laughs> Please, Santa. This is what we're going we're gonna to start getting those in the post sometime soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll write my letter to Santa tonight. All right. I'll send you the address. <laughs> Fabulous. All right, all right. Yeah. Just um yeah, guys, um, if you uh if you're if you're sad that this episode is, is only forty five minutes, then don't worry. Um we've just released season two and if you haven't had season one for a while, you can have a crack on with that. No problem. Yes. Um so Leah. Mm. Just imagine if you're wandering around a um, Christmas market looking for a last minute gift and you see a um, lovely lady with curly blonde hair and magnificent gloves. Do you have any? Um... <laughs> oh my God, it's Kate Blanchett. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that you would have a pickup line for her? Well, I mean, if it was Kate Blanchett, I would probably stumble on my words because, oh my gosh, <laughs> in the presence of absolute royalty. Um, mm-hmm. But I would probably say, I mean, definitely if it was Kate, I would say something along the lines of, are you the Grinch? Because you've stolen my heart this Christmas. <laughs> oh, very cute. Yeah, you know, I'm a little softy, oh. you know. Oh, I love that one. Very nice. All right, thanks. Anyway, we are no doubtably having a very incredible Christmas together. Uh, and we mm-hmm. also hope that you guys listening are having a wonderful Christmas too. We'd love to hear how your Christmas goes. If you want to send us anything. Send us your Christmas pics. Send us your, uh, if you've got matching pyjamas. Yes, matching pyjamas we love. If you have mm-hmm. anything queer related, any queer merchandise that you think that we would love please let us know as well. Uh, send us pics, mm-hmm. send us voice mm-hmm. notes, send us anything funny that you see. If you also, if you do know of any other um, queer Christmas movies, please send them in. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd love to circulate them a little bit and and obviously uh, review and rate ourselves. Mm-hmm. Spread the Christmas queer cheer. Yeah, exactly. You put it in the perfect way. Um and yeah, we just hope that you have a really lovely Christmas um, surrounded by people that you love, chosen family or mm-hmm. not. Um, mm-hmm. We just hope that you have a, a really nice time, a little bit of time to kind of relax and reflect on the year or reflect on your surroundings and stuff and where you're at now. We're very proud of you. You are all very valid. And we're just so excited that we get to get to continue doing this for you guys. And, and we hope that you're still enjoying as always yes we love you lots we do love you lots and since it since it's in the spirit of christmas if you would also like to give us a nice little five-star review that would be really really lovely um oh my god that's such a nice gift yeah yeah honestly that's the only christmas gift that we want um so (laughs) we just want to you know we want to help other queer women find us and 
and try and feed the algorithm a little bit. So let us know. And if you need the email address, mm-hmm. it's dykelicious.podcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at dykelicious underscore podcast just so that you can mm-hmm. send us all of that information. Yes, we'll be here, we'll be queer, full of Christmas cheer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will. And we will be sure to, to let you guys know how uh, how our Christmas is going. We'll fill you up with lots of um, Instagram uh content content (laughs) thank you very much casey uh this episode was produced by maria and we hope that you stay strong and stay warm or cool wherever you're listening to this from yes Take it off.